Today we're talking to the judges of Bangladesh and the Bird 2022 Gunto, Simran, ASG, and Anul about their placings at arguably the most stacked lineup of the year. So be sure to hit that subscribe button and let's get into it. Watch the breakdown. So overall, the rubric is out of 125 points. If you want the full rubric, I'm putting it in the show notes or the comments somewhere. Uh, if you want to read it, but you guys can read it on your own. Um. Um, primarily, the changes that we made were where we added five points to difficulty of choreography, which falls under set design, and then five points to formations, which is under set execution. And the primary reason why we did that was because last year, a lot of teams did have restrictions as to how they were practicing. It was post-COVID, so there was a lot of remote teams that weren't able to meet in person. This year, it's kind of back to normal. Teams are able to start practicing in person, so we just wanted them to challenge themselves and try to bring something that was more difficult. Yeah, I guess one thing I would add, and, and I know the other guys touched on it a little bit, but um, when the comp was talking to the panel about the, the uh, lineup they think they were going to get, and we were talking about what their vision for the show was, they really wanted it to be, they wanted it to highlight the strength of the lineup. And so for the judges, when we were thinking about uh, what we can do to the rubric to push teams to really bring it, we said, well, you know, that what really makes teams bring it is if they push themselves to not bring a simple set. So if we increase the point value for difficulty, that should encourage teams to go for it. Surme was at a 95.75. SPD was at a 94.50. First class was at an 87.88. Fortile was, in that, was at an 84.25. Alamo at 73.88. Mob 68.38. GT 65.75. And UVA 58.88. So. Primarily, one thing I do want to start with was first, second, and third was unanimous. Um, all four of us had the same placings. Alamo was fifth for three judges and sixth for one of the judges. So there were 14 points behind third, 10 behind fourth. I think the primary issue that a lot of the crowd doesn't see is you get a front view, whereas we get a slightly higher view. So they had a shikka drop right in the first minute. A girl fell. There was a bump between their purple and blue dancer. And overall, I think Alamo has amazing dancers throughout the team. But when it comes to sync, they had a lot of dancer discrepancies. So certain dancers are killing it harder than others. Not enough rotation of dancers to the front. And just not enough creativity and set design in comparison to the top four teams, which did cause them to lose points and not just set design, but dancer execution, set execution, because everyone looked different. I don't think you necessarily have to like tone oneself down. But when it comes to set creation, one thing that was always told to me was that the choreography has to be able to be done by your weakest link, right? If they can't do that, there's no point in, if they can't hit that choreography or that set or do the set uh, at 100% of what it, like, it should be, then you should be making changes to or adjust the set so that everybody can like do it as a team. 
And that's the biggest thing. It's a team game. It's a team sport. It's a team dance. It's not a one-man show, one-woman show. You have to include everybody. So I uh, was a, a little bit harsh in the meeting uh, with their captain, uh, Ricky. I said, look, man, you got, you got a stacked roster of female dancers on your team. Why are they not highlighted more? Why, uh, you know, even uh, one call out I had was you have, obviously you have Ant who's been on the team and uh, is highlighted with Ricky as a Jody, but you have Ashley on the team uh, who the last comp that uh, Simran and I judged, I think she got the best dancer award, you know, and we felt like, like this isn't necessarily something they lost points for, but it was a missed opportunity to highlight the strengths that they did have on stage uh, in their in their dancers, specifically their female dancers. I just didn't feel like they were displayed to showcase their talent. Hey, really quickly, I'm just going to plug our Patreon. So if you want to listen to the entire one hour and 45 minute conversation with the judges, completely unedited, be sure to go in the description box below and check out our Patreon. In that conversation, you have all the nuanced takes from the judges about the placings, as well as some listener questions that y'all asked. And then also just a bunch of stuff that I had to cut from the placings conversations that we had in this episode. Anyways, go listen to this entire unedited conversation on our Patreon, as well as some other bonus content from other episodes. Bye. Well, overall, we pretty much went through each and every section. And right off the bat, as you can see, first class placed higher than Fritti Lit by one or two points all across the board. So all four judges had them higher in every single section. They better highlighted their unique moments. I think we all agreed. And overall, their set was more memorable. And although Fritti Lit, and we said this to them in the judges meeting as well, they had really small subtle parts that set them apart from other teams fcb sold their moments better which helped gain points and impact stage presence sync execution and it was unanimously third i think a lot of conversations around how did first class get third and particularly get fourth but i i think the conversation also is how close particularly was to third you know we're, we're not saying you know particularly we're a lot far behind than first class yeah, there was little things that what, what Lali said that brought him up to third place. But like, if I was first class, like I'd be scared of Pradilla on going up to the next stage, you know, because like it's easy for them to just pop up and get third place. So, you know, if, if teams are because teams are wondering why did they lose and get fourth, but I think it's like how far, like what could they do next on League One stage because they're really, really close on getting, you know, a third place or the second place. So you, you mentioned that SCB sold their moments better and they just overall had more memorable moments. What are some examples of those? Yeah. So to go over specifics, like they had right in the beginning, their yellow guys jumped over the shika. It was dope. They had um, their lightsaber gimmick. And we did tell them kind of on how to improve it a little bit. But again, it was something different that a team brought for that specific lineup. Um, and just tiny, tiny little moments like their drops, like Jigni drops were hitting harder from where we were at. Um, and like every 30 to 40 seconds, they did have something that they were trying to sell to the audience. So they're really good at just throwing something small in every segment. Um, second thing, like even in Chumar, like they had like that half of the stage at the drop did like some Dougie-esque move while the other yeah. half did it in a more Bangada version. That way, like they kind of sold that like 
the there is like the part aspects of the, the world's trying to be creative with it. They had like a one-handed Jenda single drop on their Kumania. It was like kind of like things like that where like they made their subtleties like their key moments, right? Whereas in okay. other teams, I think what Fertile did was like the subtleties that Fertile had were all like hidden within their transition. They were really nice, but because they're all transitional and like they weren't the main focus, it kind of like it, the those subtleties kind of got lost with the rest of the set. So when you say subtleties are transitions, can you give an example of that? Um, for instance, they had slow tumor and they transitioned into fast, which was nice. But the energy levels between the slow to the fast didn't help sell that moment. Um, another okay. thing that I would say is they did the mall into a Jigni drop. And the way that they transitioned into it was nice. But they didn't go low enough. Their shoulders weren't popping enough to have an effect. Mm -hmm. The main thing that we did notice was, um, like, our favorite part of their set was their Fulminia. Like, they had so much fun on stage. They had great energy. The crowd was loving it. I and love that, that one. Yeah. yeah. Like, that key moment was what we wanted from the rest of the moments they were trying to highlight. That same mm -hmm. energy, that same excitement that they were having on stage. I think even with, so they had their two Shikalaks, which all judges across the board did deduct points for. But even with deductions, they were still not only placed higher in scoring, but even if it had come down to deliberation, the rest of their set was still done in a better way. Execution, um, individual execution, set execution, their choreography, their difficulty. So it wouldn't feel right to bring them down because of a shikolok when everything else overall, they were still beating for the Levi. Did I love the FCB set? No. Uh, but did they showcase creativity every 60 seconds? Yes. Uh, did they showcase difficulty for the most part throughout the entire set? Yes. Uh, were, were the formations interesting? Yes. Did they, were they cohesive uh, between mix to formations to choreo? Yes. So, you know, they, they check off a lot of boxes on the rubric and earn their way up to a third spot. Um, and, you know, when all four judges are unanimous one two three and four in the placings there's not a lot to discuss at that point um especially when i i think there was like a four or five point spread between fcb and fritile once all the averages were done uh we did have that conversation i actually went line by line at the rubric and said okay let's just talk through and make sure we feel like we're on the same page here uh it was a clear first place for sermon uh i think that Surme was the second best dancing team of the night after SPD, but not by a long shot. Uh, they they were quite good. Uh, they danced really well. Now, we called them out for being flat-footed at times, um, and SPD did have better stage presence. They did have uh, stronger form, but Surme wasn't far behind, and where Surme was able to uh, make up the gap there was their uh, was their set design. And I think when you talk about the teams in particular, SPD nailed almost perfect points in the, the dancer execution part. Um, understanding of Bhangra, for myself, I know they got 10 out of 10, but where they did lose points was creativity, difficulty, design and creation of formations, which is a solid 45 points on the rubric. Yes, it's difficult to do a nine-minute set and execute it to that caliber of perfection when it comes to the Bhangra itself um, which they did get points for however although the choreography itself was very folk 
there wasn't a lot of unique or fresh elements. They didn't take very many risks. And in comparison to Sormid, they did Shikot for less than a minute. Their tumor was extremely stationary. Their ending was a lot more simple, which didn't create a lot of excitement or memorability for us. Whereas mm -hmm. although Sormid did execute their, self, their set quite well, their choreo was exciting as well. They had to build up in each segment, whether it was something subtle or whether it was something that was very, very evident. So the decision was pretty clear. And, you know, we're not asking teams, I think somebody did bring that up. Like, we're not asking teams to, like, do, you know, the unthinkable and, and put Bunga on the back and just to complete a certain thing. But, you know, you are competing. It's competing against teams who are also creative. And that's what the, that's the reason why we made a rule this way. So that way, a team who's creative has to come down to a level of Bangladesh properly. But a team who's, who knows Bangladesh, they got to also come out and be creative at the same time. We want to make it very ground for everybody. But, you know, like we just didn't see anything memorable in, in the like, team aside from the Bangladesh. Like the Bangladesh was just unstoppable. Like this competition was about how well you can do Bangladesh, of course, that can look place. But we had certain things on the rubric where we wanted something refreshing. We wanted to see something unique. And not, not unique in the sense of how well you can do Bangladesh, but unique in the sense of, yes, you can do Bangladesh. And you, you can say, look, look at the way we did Jumber. But that's fine. But doing Jumber in one line is going to take points away from a different aspect. Just kind of to tailgate off of that, too. Um, you also have to look at, like, especially in this rubric, we, the description of creativity of choreography was, um, was the choreography fresh and exciting? Were there unique elements in the routine? And you have to understand that this is only being applied to the eight teams, to, the eight to 10 teams that show up that night. It's not applied to like how we've seen it before ever in the circuit. It's that we're judging the teams at that competition under this rubric. So once again, yeah, creativity is like very subjective. Any team can bring whatever they want and it could be creative to them. But you should also understand like you should do your research into like what teams, what are the teams like you're competing against? Like if you, if ever, if you have like a team like FCB and Fertile who are known to like kind of do unique things, right? How are you, uh, how are you as a very folk traditional team going to be creative in comparison to them while still maintaining Bangra, like proper Bangra? So it's like stuff that you can do, like little things that you can look into and how to like stand out from the rest of the crowd at that competition. Yeah, and last thing I do want to touch on is. A lot of people could argue that SPD's set was more creative than Surma's, but like we mentioned, we only get one look. Because yeah, they think, well, look at the video. Can't, can't, can't you see now that this team was more creative? Maybe, yeah, if you, if you show me little things. But again, we get one look. And if you want that one look to stand out, then don't do a line. You know, you can do a line, that's fine. But just understand that we, now we're just looking at you dancing. Like the minute you make a line, we're going to look at you dancing. Nothing else. But the minute that line is shifting, it's rotating in a certain way, we're already looking at you dancing, but now we're, now we're seeing more creative juice coming out of that performance. And, you know, we weren't asking for a lot, but we were asking for a little bit more. You know, sets get more appreciated when they're watched in the HD, like the videos that you took up close, HD, and you can see, you can see every little nuance and detail that's in there. That's not the same vantage point and view and experience. Are you sure about that? Experience that you're going to have as a judge. Uh, us as a judge are zoomed out. We're watching the holistic, uh, you know, presentation of the set and the performance and the dancing. 
it's a different lens. And so I, I think the most important thing for, you know, for new captains is to make sure that whatever you do come up with, make it blatantly obvious that what you're doing is really cool. And also, we've been talking a lot about how SPD lost. But like, how did Sorme win this competition? I think we kind of did touch on a little bit of it. But although there wasn't one particular wow factor, they had something in every single segment that was different. Um, something that brought uniqueness, whether it was a move, a formation, a rotation. And that helps you get points in every single category, especially in set design. And one thing that we all said right after the performance was done was that we loved the 2007 vibe the performance gave. I don't know if the crowd felt it, but we felt like we transported back 10 years into the 2000s and we were watching a set from back then. And that in itself is a huge risk because you don't know if it's going to pay off in 2022. Like nostalgia can go really far. We do it really well. So I think that's that was their key. I think they, they, they tapped into something Watching Superman on stage kind of made me want to dance again. And I'm like, well, if that's the type of set that's going to come on stage and they can execute it this way, there's there's chance for a, a guy like me who's retired, you know, four or five years ago, I can come back. Yeah, I think SPD went into the academy saying, we're going to do fine. We're going to make make sure we win with that. I think Superman went in with a different thought. If they had a mission in mind, I think they completed it. Another thing I liked about Superman is I felt like they just exuded confidence um and they you, you could tell that they danced as a team and not just with each other but for each other the way they interacted with each other the way that they set up their moments the way that they had presence it just felt so unified and their i i know i'm gonna use the word mission but i i, I think that's proper here i think that's appropriate they, they just, I, I don't know, it, it didn't feel like anyone was lagging behind, even if they took a breather for a second in the back in a transition or something. It didn't feel like they ever let up on their mission to, to show up and rip it. And that's, that's what the, that's what I felt like they came to do. Just one to 12, show up and rip it. If you want to watch the performances from the competition, be sure to check them out here. And if not, thank you again to all our Patreon supporters for all the help in making this episode possible. And I want to specifically shout out UC Shokin, Adnan, Karthik, Jismit, SS, Darsh, Siddharth, Ashwin, Sioban, Sioban, sorry, Manvir, Jashan, Girit, Sheesh, Sheesh, Givon, Ravi, Sani, Saab, Avin, and Faraz.